Journal Entry 73 When I first woke up, or not long after, Juniper asked me about things I liked, and of course I had no real memories, but I told her I liked snow. And it was true at the time. It made me feel strangely warm. Like a fire at home sort of warm. I couldn't have guessed then at the providence of that feeling, that ghost of a memory. Because on this icy world, a planet of snow and long winters, I've finally been brought back to life. I am a ghost no longer. Signed, Era. recording we have oh i was about to just start playing i forgot that this is a show um <laughs> maybe an introduction would help uh would it though would it really <laughs> yeah no it will it will okay i think so i like your introduction right. thank you you know someday i'll type it out and not have it on this shitty piece of paper um <laughs> all right Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm your host and GM, Dane, and with me tonight is... Hey, I'm Natalie. And we are going to be picking up our story of Lady Blackbird, and we are going to continue playing our game of uh, Simple World by Avery Alder and Firebrands by D. Vincent Baker. Okay, so I just want to get started is that is that cool can we just start absolutely yes please (laughs) okay i'm i'm so excited me too Uh, so we are gonna open on juniper's communicator which is just a small device and it's displaying a map uh with a blinking waypoint and behind it is this is the glass windshield and through that we can see snow coming down really heavily like most of the screen is white and metal gray uh, and we kind of pan out just a little bit, uh, and Juniper is at the controls. Lady Juniper Blackbird. What does Juniper look like today? I'm curious, as you're flying through a snowstorm on the planet Sonder. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I th- I'd say she's looking better than usual. Uh, she's she's kind of got a great situation compared to, you know, where she's been lately. Um, uh-huh. So I think that Juniper looks more hopeful than usual right now. Um, Mm -hmm. A little bit more put together than usual as well, I would say. Um, Her hair is like tied back in like a half ponytail, like half up, half down. Um, And she's got on probably as many clothes, like warm clothes as she has with her. Probably, Mm -hmm. I'd venture to say maybe some of her tristful clothes she's got because it's yeah freaking snowy um <laughs> yeah also your also your your new empire stuff got burned a bit because hold moon yeah. four is a hellscape so we'll give a quick well let me do a quick recap here so after you left tristful uh you went to hold moon four and the big things that happened is you explored a ruin uh you were trailed by some seekers of the 11th saint uh, and to escape with the information you discovered, that information being that there are 
more or less untouched uh, Old Empire ruins on Sonder, Holdmoon 17, and Rennick. To escape with that information, you had to take Aira rather forcefully out of her hollow body, put her into a ruined mech that was still working at least, and then you guys kind of blasted your way out of the ruin, cut up their ships, left them stranded in a volcano scape, and then left the atmosphere to be picked up by your criminal smuggler crew that you hired to get you off planet. Uh, after that, because Aira no longer had a, a functioning body, you visited her, and during that period of time, you were tired and you kind of gave yourself away to Ash and Merlin, that's the name of the, the fixers you hired, and they snuck into your room while you were doing your dream blood magic, and when you woke up, were like, yo, we're gonna capture you and turn you into Sister Stray. And because you're a dream blood, you're like, nope, and magic <laughs> them asleep, locked them in <laughs> closets for the remainder of the trip to Sonder, which you were warned you could get trapped there because their winter is coming up. And the winter on Sonder is really intense. It's the planet has an eight month year and six of those eight months, there is a massive winter storm that covers the entire planet and basically prevents people from leaving or arriving. Like you, you're just stuck. Uh, but because you you uh, you stopped them, you kicked them to the curb by turning them over to uh, faith uh, law, like basically to, to church cops who were more than happy to take some criminals off your hands. <laughs> um, and you left with their ship, the Chimera, and all of their things... Uh, to go to this ruin on Sonder, because you picked to go to Sonder first. Uh, and if my memory serves, Juniper's plan was, we're going to get to Sonder, we're going to go to the ruin real fast before the winter sets in, and we're going to leave. <laughs> that was a lot. I don't know if I missed anything, but... You did uh, great. I'm impressed. If I, You know, I wrote it down, and I'm really glad I did, is what I'm going to say. Yes. So we get a, sh a shot from the outside of, of the Chimera. It's a tricolored ship, like three different, it's painted three different ways. And it's about the size of a football field. It's pretty big. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you've explored yet all of the things you now possess, I guess. Probably not. And so you, we get a shot of, of the Chimera flying over what appears to be a settlement, which is like the first non- mountain or snow-covered plain that the uh, the camera at least has seen and mm -hmm. it's just one big building and a bunch of like ships kind of landed parked outside of it and you just kind of fly over that and you go a few more clicks and, and i think you're still mm, five or six minutes away from the ruin when you get like a blinking uh call on the ship you're being hailed by someone on the ground Okay, I'll answer it. Uh, a, the hol hologram pops up, and there's a, a young young man, uh, like a tan kid, maybe 15 or 16, with black hair. And he's kind of got like a really smiley face. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's got these big, chunky headphones on uh, with, like, uh, with like a big, obvious uh, uh, like microphone leaning down, like what old, like old pilots might wear from like mm -hmm. the, the 70s or 80s. <laughs> and he's a... Uh, uh, hi there. Uh, uh, who, who am I speaking to? Uh, my name is Juniper. Uh, hi, this is hi. the Chimera. Hi, uh, this is Solomon from St. Leand. 
I think you flew over us just a few minutes ago. Uh, hey, so are you planning on landing like in the next 200 to 300 clicks in any given direction? Uh, am I? I think that's the plan. Yeah. 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 He says, um, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Uh, Excuse me? You're out over the hollow fields. It's a, it's a sea of ice. Uh, Your ship's too heavy. It'll break and sink and uh, it'll fall through the ice. You should turn around and come back. Oh, is there another way to get there? I yeah, you should just just don't park there. You can go by foot or by ice skimmer, but a big ship like that just falls straight through. Oh, okay. Thank you, Solomon. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll get the mother and we'll uh, we'll meet you out. Juniper, right? Yep, that's my name. Anyone else on your crew, by the by? Um, no. <laughs> That's Sounds suspicious then. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good then. Uh, see you in a minute. And like his hand reaches for something you don't see and the hologram clicks out. Okay. All right. So she's going to turn around because that sounds like sage <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you land... Uh, by what the what this kid, what Solomon called saintly end. And he kind of talked about it like, it, it sounds like he's talking about a town, you know? But uh-huh. it's one big warehouse. Like, like that's what it looks like. Really wide with really low, very sloping uh, roof. But mm-hmm. it's still really tall. Like, it's designed to give as much space as possible while not letting a massive amount of snow pile up. Like it's designed to let shit slide off. Got Um, it. Yeah. And surrounding it are, hmm, how many do you think? Uh, like a number, like just a few, like maybe four or five, uh, industrial freighter ships about somewhere varying in size between probably actually, it's probably nothing as big as the chimera, but uh, comparable ships. In, in size same same weight class at least you know mm-hmm, totally and they all have big old tarps over them they look like they're gonna be there for a while uh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> like, like they look they look tied down you know like sometimes like uh if you were if you sail in the in the in the northeast of the united states for example you often will take your sailboat out of the harbor because the harbor will freeze and damage your boat Right, it's just kind sure. of a thing that happens. It's a similar situation here. Is like these ships are done for the season. It's it's over. Cool, 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 uh, cool. But cool. it's the the snow has uh, petered off a bit as you step down the gangplank. How familiar? You're still not getting used to the whole Chimera thing. The Chimera has like a number of robots that work on the ship. Oh yeah, and they're just. And they're just treating you like, you're like, yep, this is the new, this is the new human. Do what the new human says, you know. And so you like walk your way through a couple of, of robots as you go down the, uh, the the cargo bay and out into the cold. Uh, 
and you see you see the kid you see solomon waiting with uh a woman in her 40s she's pretty short kind of heavy set uh, she has pretty kind eyes though and she's wearing three different scarves that look poorly knitted but they you know you if your kid makes you something you wear it um <laughs> Aww. and uh solomon has the headphones around his neck but he's also wearing like a big old puffy jacket with like mm-hmm. a kind of a leather outside but like clearly fur on the inside and it's covered in pins and buttons and patches like a punk rockers sort of jacket but it's Sweet. a winter parka you know that's badass yeah he he's he's not that tall but he's he looks like a good kid uh <laughs> and he waves at you and he's like hi juniper uh this is this is mother iris mother iris Ardle. uh iris she, nice she, to meet you she kind of like pats like solomon on the shoulder like you're good i got this <laughs> I, I am the adult this is another adult uh, oh one thing i forgot about solomon he has a bow a bow uh, what kind of bow like a like a bow and arrow situation okay bow and arrow i was like, like is this mo- like a bow tie a bow you put in your hair <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> that was what my mind immediately went to i was like oh that's cute no it's like uh it looks like a bow made out of metal with like some weird attachments to it that immediately you're getting really familiar with old empire tech his bow looks like it's adapted with old empire stuff Got it. Um, and so she steps, uh, Mother Ar- uh, Ardell, Mother Iris, steps forward and she she says, Miss Juniper, uh, Solomon says you were heading out over the hollow fields. Uh, can we help you? What, what can we, what can we do for you? Oh, um, well, I just need another way to get there, I suppose. I'm sorry, I'm not very familiar with this planet or uh, with this ship yet, honestly. Um, and so I, I didn't know. I, did, I, I wasn't aware that I couldn't land there. Well, uh, okay, uh, let's, um, she's like, she, she clearly wants to, isn't com- like blowing you off when she's saying this, but she's like, let's just put that aside for a second. You're not well aware of this planet, Winter starts in a couple of days. It could start tonight. And and for an off-worlder like you, that, that doesn't mean much. But for us, it means there's no leaving or coming Sonder for half a year, miss. I know. I know. I'm I, uh... just saying, is, this, is, is what you're looking for that important? Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I, I have to get there. Well, and uh, at this point, uh, Solomon pipes up. Are you going to the ruin? Yeah, I am going to the ruin. I knew it. I knew it. It's the only <laughs> thing out there. I can take her. Mother, I can take and. Oh, no, that's not uh, necessary. It's okay. I, I, I really appreciate it, but... You might want this guide. She kind of has this smile on her face, like, like certain amount of pride, like, she knows that he's probably the best person to take, like, like mm-hmm. Solomon's 
good on an ice skimmer. And he's been there before. Well, okay then. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome to stay in, uh, in St. Leand. Thank you. Um, but we're gonna be try- we're gonna try to be out of here as soon as possible. I mean, I- I'm gonna try to be out of here as soon as possible. Uh, well, if it doesn't work out, you probably won't want to stay in your ship. The fuel it'll take to heat it won't last you a month. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. I really appreciate your I'll, kindness. Well, I'll have the sisters prepare a, prepare an apartment for you. A studio, perhaps? Uh, yes, that will work just fine. Wonderful. Uh, Solomon, you, you bring her back before nightfall, you understand? I'm not having anyone out. And he, like, nods. Like, he doesn't, he's not, that's not, like, a, like, a curfew thing. That's, like, a safety thing. Totally, uh, yeah. So he's like, I'll, I'll go get a, a skimmer started. And she's like, ten blessings on you both. Thank you. So, she's uh, like, so she, go right ahead. No, you go. Oh, no, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like Juniper's, like, very hyper aware of, like, this is a planet ruled by the faith. <laughs> And it is she's, a planet ruled by the faith. And she's kind of awkward talking to them because she, I think some of like the social norms and kind of, she's not exactly sure what's expected of her. Like, she's like, am I supposed to say that back? Like, am I like, you know, like she's like not totally sure what's socially acceptable here. Yet. Right, right. Because <laughs> on top of that, your interactions with people who are of, of the faith in any sense have either been father rosewood who is clearly a deeply lapsed person Mm -hmm. uh or uh cult members um (laughs) it might be weird to be interacting with a person who is clearly of the faith clearly a political figure and also just kind of normal Mm -hmm. in a sense Mm -hmm. uh but while you're considering all that Solomon's walked in, or let me, sorry. He's run off because he's a 15, 16 year old boy who gets to mm. hang out with some cool lady who appeared on a ship uh, who wants to go <laughs> to the same cool place he likes to hang out at. Um, and so he, you can hear from inside the, this big building, like, not like a lawnmower engine startup, but like, hmm. This might be a little too specific. It's just might be too specific to my experiences. Have you ever heard the engine of a Volkswagen Beetle or bus from the 60s or 70s? Have you heard (laughs) that sound? I think I know what you're talking about. It's like four or five steps up from a lawnmower, but you're like, (laughs) it's not that far away. Yeah. Yeah, Right. It's that equivalent sound, but for spaceships. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. And this sort of, I think I'd describe it uh, quite similarly to a, uh, kind of a, have you seen an ice boat before? Mm, I'm not sure. So ice boats are these really interesting things because they, they look a lot like uh, racing, racing sailboats, but they have blades on them like ice skates. Oh, cool. That's fun. I'm yeah. Googling it right now. <laughs> Fair. Ooh. 
Okay, I see what you're, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, these things are cool. But take the sail off, right? And in right. the back, there's kind of like a spaceship jet glowy engine, right? Right. <laughs> nice. That's fun. And this thing, yeah, and this thing is like, it. it's not cushy exactly, but there's enough room for you and probably like three or four other people to also be moving around. There's also these weird slots on it. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly this is a thing for transportation and something else you're not aware of. Okay. But uh, Solomon is, like, sitting there at the controls, um, and he, like, pats the other, like, the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. He says, we gotta get going. Day's half over. <laughs> All right, you got it. And she just, like, sits down next to him. What did you, what do you, do you, do you have all your gear with you? What do you have with you? I mean, I probably just have, like, what's necessary. I mean, like, I have, like, the bag, like, I mean, I have Aero with me. Um, you have Aero with you. I have Aero and, like, my gun and um, probably just kind of the stuff that I carried around, like, on Tristful, um, mm-hmm. like a day pack, <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm imagining you, like, have... You, you took Ash and Merlin's keys to the Chimera, so you probably, like, have some, like, remote control that, like, closes and locks it as you got as uh, Solomon is starting to drive you you guys away. Yeah, definitely. So you guys are going, and, and I think he kind of keeps... There's no speed limit, right? So And it's just this, like, vast open plain of like ice and snow and there's a very clear delineation where it stops being most snow over earth and it starts being ice like just strict ice and i don't think this thing feels great like <laughs> like there's something very rickety about this uh-huh. or my, it's not even rickety it's just open air right like there's no nothing covering you right the wind is really fast. I bet he handed you some goggles and a bigger parka so that, and something to cover your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still like shouting over the wind. So he's like, so why do you want to go to the the ruin? Um, You know, I think there's like some tools, some parts I might need there. <laughs> Her hair's like blowing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> She's like, she like does not hate this though. Like she's like, it's like, doesn't feel great. And she's like kind of clutching her seat, but it's also, I think there's like something of a smile on her face. Like it's just kind of that adrenaline rush. It feels like, like an amusement park ride where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just like kind of exciting. And she's like stoked on it. Yeah. But you need a tool so bad that you're going to risk getting stuck here for six months. That's crazy. You're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so uh so wait what what do you do what do you do at the at the ruin why do you go there it's neat it's you find cool stuff and he like takes like a hand off the he probably takes both hands off the wheel and he picks up his bow he's like i mean check this out and he like pulls it back and it makes this like ratcheting sound and it fires a laser when he like lets it go oh my god <laughs> which i want to be really clear about something that's not a thing like yeah Old Empire tech can do lasers, mm. but people have guns. Everybody uses guns that fire right. a little piece of metal. You know, he's like, it's neat. And that laser bolt just like goes out into the, just the nothing, like just forever. Right. Oh my God. Do, you, do And then he, and do people he puts know you have that. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I go hunting sometimes and 
I mean, not hunting, hunting, but like hunting. And, uh, you know, it's nice. And I'm usually the only one up top. So it makes me feel a little safer. Up top? I think he finally puts his hands back on the wheel. Um, <laughs> oh, God. He's like, yeah, up top uh, of, uh, of St. Leand. It's, it's a whole town. It, it oh, goes I down. See. But up top's the radio tower. Oh. In the radio room. And I do that. So sometimes I'm alone for like hours. So your city's underground. It's not really a city. And, and like he like shifts something and like probably it skids a little and a part comes <laughs> off the, the ground and he like hits something else and it slams back down. He's like, it's, I mean, it was a, it was a convent first, you know, in an orphanage. And then what did mother say? Uh, oh, right. And then hunters started coming out this way and needed someplace to stay. And then some people just stayed year round. You know, it, how does any town start? But the mother of the convent still runs the town. It's a little bit of both. It's complicated. I see. I mean, where are you from? (laughs) That's a long story. But so your mother, she's she's not really your mother then. No. In terms of, you know. No, Mother Iris is, she's like in charge of all the nuns. Yeah, she's in charge of all the nuns and the orphans. And I'm, I'm an orphan. And, and he's like really awkward about it. And then like probably speeds up because he doesn't want to talk about it. But he... <laughs> sure yeah she lets him move on from that um yeah to answer your question um well you look like you're from tristful (laughs) yeah i i suppose in a way i kind of am but i'm i'm originally from palace actually whoa new empire I've seen vids of the clothes you guys wear. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's not quite as cool as it sounds. I mean, nobody's home is as cool as it sounds. Everyone hates their hometown, right? I mean, I don't hate it, but it's like boring. (laughs) This is boring to you? I mean, yeah. It's... (laughs) You know, the hunters come every year and then they leave every year and some of them stay and they become, start farming or whatever. And then they get married and have a kid. And that's just what happens. You know, when I'm old enough, I'll start hunting and do the same thing. I I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'll just stay at the radio tower or whatever, but. Is that what you want? I mean, it's what I can, it's what I got. Not everybody's, you know, like rich and can do whatever they wanted with their lives you know no i i know um just for the record i um i'm actually not here by choice i'm not just traveling around for the new empire i mean i i would imagine so like why would you come here (laughs) Well, this is pretty cool to me. Well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> but we're, all, we're, we're just about here. And he kind of like skids you guys to a stop. And mm-hmm. 
it kind of is jarring for a second because you can feel like rocks and stone underneath the um, underneath the, the the ice skimmer because you have come across not exactly like you think it might be technically an island is probably the best term for this but it's kind of this mound of ice and there is a door like a doorway like kind of torn open that's really obvious into the uh, ice into the ice yeah nice it, whatever building was here is impossible to know what it used to look like it's just covered in so many layers of ice and snow uh, oh, okay got it yeah solomon hops out and he says hey hey help me help me drag this onto shore don't want any krakens to get it crack it okay yep <laughs> she starts helping him <laughs> yeah he's like yeah wow you really didn't know anything before coming here did you <laughs> you could say I was a little sheltered growing up. Seems like it. Yeah, hey. they're, they're 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 just like big animals. They they swim through the ice. And well, I I do know what a kraken is. I guess I just <laughs> I've never I've never seen one. Uh, unless you're hunting them, I hope you don't. <laughs> Me too. Um. Solomon, before we go in, have you ever, you say you spent a lot of time here. Have you ever seen anything dangerous or odd? Not just in the sense that old empire stuff is odd, but. Uh, nothing alive. And he starts heading up towards the, uh, towards the door. He's like, I think the oddest thing that I've seen is this. And he kind of like gestures to the door. It looks a little busted open. It's like, I can't get it to close again. It's like, when I was a little kid, it was like sealed up, you know, and then that guy came. Who came? I said he, some guy, I wasn't that old. I was like 10 or 11 when he came by, you know, kind of like you actually, but nobody visited or knew anything about this place then. So nobody went with him. And then the next time I went, it was all busted up huh do you know what he was coming here for uh treasures it's kind of what he said hmm okay good to know uh shall we go inside yeah yeah so i'll i'll walk you through and he like starts taking you through this place so there's like an entrance like I said, it's it's appears to be kind of blown open, mm-hmm. you know, and he takes you through past what appears to be kind of like a lobby and another damaged door damaged in a similar way. And through all this space, it, there's no lighting. Nothing seems to be working because these doors have been blown open and Solomon hasn't been able to close close them. Everything mm-hmm. in this section, a couple sections is damaged beyond mm-hmm. repair, just the cold, the winters have just not been kind. Yeah. Uh, so he takes you through sense. the lobby and it's dark outside of like the light coming from inside or coming from outside. And there's just drift snow drift that's been drifted inside this part of the building. And he takes you uh, past, like I said, past the lobby, down the hall and into through that another, that second damaged door. And he turns on kind of like a lantern and it lights up the room a bit. 
and you are very clearly in what appears to become some kind of laboratory. And he mm. says, yeah, so this is the first room. He's kind of taking you, it's his, it's his space, right? So he's right. like, he's like taking you through. He's like, so as far as I can figure out, this was like a lab where they did some like direct work, you know? Sure. And he's like, so over there, and he points to like an odd, like oblong person sized machine sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not really sure. Okay. So I can't read any of it. I can't read any of it. So I don't really know what any of it does, but that one looks kind of like maybe something, it looks kind of like a, like a, like a scanning machine for a person. Like maybe it did like diagnostics. I don't know. Uh, and he takes you over to this case that has like a glass cover and inside are a bunch of, they look like a bunch of era orbs, but like a generation newer, maybe. Okay. He's like, I don't know what these are. I cannot get this case open. I'm afraid to try and break the glass because then I might break what's inside. I've been trying for like a year and a half and I, I can't get in there, but there's that. Do I see like any and like then, lights blinking on those? Like any sign that they're active? Everything it everything in here is dead. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you, you're a dream blood, so you would be able to sense if something was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel... They feel like the Mustang or the Guardian right after you... They did hold people. They were there. But they're Got gone. it. The cold destroyed them. Got it. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> Solomon doesn't know. He just pointed you towards a, a case full of dead people. Uh, yeah, that's definitely, like, it has a bit of an effect on Juniper. Yeah. Like, just kind of a heavy feeling in her stomach. And then he takes you over to this other thing that's sitting up on, like, in a place of prominence. And it's, it looks like, kind of like an escape pod, actually, from, like, a mm-hmm. ship. Like, you, it, like for one person to go in and it would, like, close up kind of like a coffin, like, really close. Uh, but And there's, like, a space for where you could see a face and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also been busted open in a similar way as to mm-hmm. the, the two previous doors. And mm-hmm. Solomon's like, I think whatever was in here... I think that's what that guy was after. But he took it. Yeah, it's gone. I mean, sounds sort of weird, but it looks like there was like a person. It looks like you you would lie down in it, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a bunch of writing on the side, but I, like I said, can't read it. (laughs) And then he's like, but we can keep going. Uh, to the cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> and he heads over to, uh, there's this, there's yet another door, but it's sealed. It hasn't gone any, this person didn't go any further. Mm. Uh, he's like, I figured out how to open these without breaking the seal permanently so they can like, it stays safe. It's awesome. It just takes a minute. So give me a sec. And he starts like <laughs> pulling out like little like pieces of gear and like sticking them on and like twisting things. It's, <laughs> he's a funny kid. Uh, he's so cute what is juniper doing right now i'm curious uh if he's working on that for a second i'm gonna go take a closer look at what the thing says that he can't read 
Because it's old Empire language, right? Or something yeah. of the sort. I don't know. I'm just going to take a closer look at it. Yeah, it appears to be an acronym of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Is there... Hmm... I mean, I'd I'd imagine I've got, maybe I've had some kind of training in, like, languages like that. Like, kind of like how you learn Latin, right? Yeah. I mean, not extensive training. A... Yeah, do you, want, do you want to make a roll here? Sure. Let's see, maybe... Hmm... I think either this would be a role with a uh, straight educated or maybe a banished noble role. I mean, I think educated would be fine, right? Yeah. 2d6 plus 2. Okay. So, when you take an action that risks failure or opposition, roll with one of the basic stats. In this case, educated. On a 10 plus, you succeed at your goal. As appropriate, the MC might award you resource points, harm dealt, or a bonus to carry forward. On a 7 to 9, the MC will offer you a hard bargain or a cost. If you agree to that hard bargain or cost, you succeed at, at your goal as on a 10 plus. Cool. All right. Okay. 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so between the fact that... I think this is slow going. Like, I think it takes this kid, like, five minutes to open this door and it mm. takes you about five minutes to parse, like, all of this together. Right. So between your, your education and hanging out with Aira, who can read this stuff fluently. Sure. You put together what this says. And I think you put the, uh, I think you put together the acronym, not what each word first. So your first mm. thing you get is that the acronym is Matthias. Um, okay and below it it says mechanized application towards hybridized intuitive android sentience interesting hmm isn't it just i wonder who that could be that's not super helpful though is it not particularly but kept you entertained for five minutes (laughs) (laughs) yep indeed uh, you hear the, the door uh, like swish open. He's like, sorry, that took a minute. Uh, um, but here we go. <laughs> so uh, as you go, he starts like hitting switches. And when you come behind him, he's like, do you mind if I... I really like closing it up because I'm afraid things are going to get hurt. Oh, of course. Okay. I just don't want... I don't make you feel like trapped or uncomfortable or whatever, you know? And then he like <laughs> closes it. <laughs> no, I trust you, Solomon. That's, uh, I've known you for like an hour. That's a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could say I, uh, I have pretty accurate first impressions on people. Uh, you know. <laughs> And as he goes, he, like, turns on lights, and this place starts coming back alive. And he takes you to a large main space uh, after going through, like, a hallway. And this room is full of consoles and data banks and a lot of, like, specialized tech related to them. This is a lot like the the top room in the Hold Moon 4 ruin. Okay. Uh, Not Mm -hmm. dissimilar from that clearly like a like kind of a command center like this was like the focal point of this whole 
facility. Huge mm. monitors. Also, though, in this room are a... a t- it's suddenly kind of warm mm-hmm. because floating around there are like drones that have like little like space heaters attached to them nice uh and solomon like grabs a couple and like checks a thing and like one of them he's like oh there we go and like unclicks something and pulls like a basically a battery out like a fuel cell out and like puts it back in and it like hums off again so basically he's been taking care of all these spaces hmm and so he's like i've been like it's so cool (laughs) and so i he's like i don't know i just I borrowed a couple of these and bought a few and then bought the ones I was buying. You know, whatever. It's not important. And it's just, if it gets too cold, it's going to break. Like all that other stuff. And I haven't figured it out yet. And so he keeps like, he walks, walks through and he's checking all of his heater drones. Uh, he says, so I think this is where they did like stuff. Because further in, there's like a supply room, like a really, really big one full of all kinds of cool like like old empire ceramic and and like stuff like this and he like holds up his bow and points at like the the laser part of it he's like mm-hmm. and but then there's also this other room with just these big mechanical arms and and like small mechanical arms like they were supposed to manufacture something hmm. but there's nothing in there and there's no like assembly line so i think they built things here like on the and he like gestures okay. with his hands like making computer keyboard Mm -hmm. motions with his hands and fingers (laughs) Uh over here and they got like actually made over there but like i said i can't i can't make much of this work so interesting okay wow you really know this place like i said it's the coolest place around (laughs) it's not like you know like marketplace i probably wouldn't do any of this and he's like opening the next door while he's saying this. He's like, you know, he's got like shows and I mean, Palace has all that stuff, right? You know, there's none of that shit out here. <laughs> well, I think this is pretty dang cool too. So wait, do you know what they built here? Can you speculate? I have some guesses. What are It'd your guesses? It'd be easier if I showed you the parts. And I think he, op- he opens the door uh, and takes you. He's like, We'll go to the we'll go to the storehouse first. Perfect. And he takes you in, and inside there are. Uh, you've seen Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. You know, at the end of the movie, the like, uh, uh, the uh, the first one, and I guess it's also kind of at the beginning of the the last whatever. Not important. <laughs> at the end of it, there's that giant warehouse where they keep all the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. That. Got That's it. where you walk into. <laughs> but like Got a it. futuristic one. So instead uh-huh. of wooden crates, it's like these like smooth, you know, boxes that have like a mm-hmm. pop push button and they pop open with like a whoosh, you know? <laughs> so he's like, so, and he kind of stands up over it and, he, and there's, and it's a, like a big warehouse and you realize at this point you're underground. You're certainly mm. underground. And he kind of like makes a big waved arm gesture on one side. He's like, okay, so like that half is finished stuff. Okay. Like all kinds of weirdness. Mm -hmm. Little like laser things. And I think some of it's like 
their version of communicators and and some of it like i'm pretty sure has like they've got like a big red stamp on it it looks like it says like it looks like what i would stamp as like failed or broke it you know i think uh-huh. some of these are failed or finished projects and then he gestures the other half and he's like and this is all raw materials okay i, I see i think they made prototypes here i just like whatever she's gonna like start walking around looking at stuff yeah um what is like what is it that i see like is mm. it, it's just like mechanical parts or is it so on one side it's I think you kind of realize something as you're on the side with like the quote unquote raw materials. Mm-hmm. They probably use some really crazy 3D printing tech. So they huh. don't have, so they don't have parts, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I think Solomon gets really excited. He's like, I've tested some of this stuff. And he's like, hits one. He's like, this, this is just raw calcium. Oh my gosh. And he's like, and that one over there, that's pure gold. I don't tell anyone about that. Um, <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and he like points around at it and he's like, he says, I think they literally made whatever they needed. Wow. Except for whatever that. Whatever they needed? And he gestures to the old empire ceramic. I think that's the only thing they didn't quote unquote make in house, you know? That's incredible. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I think they kind of made anything. Anything? Mm. I bet they made a mech here at least once. That'd be cool, right? That would be cool. What about living things? Living things? I don't know. You said they could make anything. I mean, not anything, anything. Only the saints can make anything, anything. Come on. And he, and he just, like, walks out. <laughs> hmm. Um. I kind of want to, like, mess around with it and see if I can, like, make a plant or something. So you want to go back to the main room? To, like, yeah. Or wherever the thing is that he said he'd, been the, he'd the- be messing with. The one, the, the control room, basically. Yeah. 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 So he takes you out. He has to spend, like, every time you enter or leave a room, he has to spend a few minutes resealing the doors and stuff mm-hmm. and checking on all of his drones and things. Aw. So it's a kind of a slow process. And I think he really quick takes you down to the room where there are the big arms. Mm-hmm. And he can just show you through a window that. And he's like... I can't get them to move, but they're neat. And then kind of walks away. <laughs> uh, so do you want to do a roll here? Yeah. Is this an ancient tech tinkerer role? I think it is. Cool. So though self-taught, you've learned how to interact with decrepit old empire technology. When you attempt to interface with decayed old empire tech to make it perform a function, roll plus educated. On a 10 plus, it functions as you'd expect it to. On a 7 to 9, it functions, but choose 1. It won't function for long, minutes at most. This is the last time it will ever function, or its function attracts unwanted attention. Got it. And this is just to turn the consoles on, because he's never gotten to do... He's never done that before. Right, okay. Um... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Drop my dice. 
try that again. 11. Okay. So, you manage to turn it all on, and his eyes light the fuck up. <laughs> like, almost crying, excited. Aww. But he doesn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't, like, he's, like, barely breathing, because he doesn't want to interrupt you or fuck it up. <laughs> so he's just watching. <laughs> And he's, like, super excited as, like, the boot-up screens come on and, like, all these extra new lights come on. And then it's just this sea of Old Empire language. Like, not even oh, just boy. Old Empire language, but, like, coding language. Like, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like really overwhelming computer stuff. <laughs> yeah, and overwhelming computer stuff in another slightly dead language. Right. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a thing we haven't even considered yet. Just like in the real world, have you ever thought about like once languages die, but there's still computing information? That's gonna be such bullshit. Sorry, that's not important. That isn't. That's gonna be terrifying. Uh, anyways. Uh. Uh. Oh man. Okay. So, I think she just like takes one look at that stuff, and like knows that she's gonna need Aira's help. So let's talk about what's going on with Aira right now. Because yeah. she hasn't appeared in any of the in this so far. Right. <laughs> do you, so oh, she, do you want me to talk about it or do you, go for it? I, if you want to talk, I can just like briefly go over it, which is to help you escape, you had to kind of break her hollow body mm -hmm. and put her in a mech so she can't interact with the real world right now. So she's right. back to square one. Right. Uh, not quite. She has a... You have vastly improved her home her mm -hmm. mental home but it is so she can't just appear and look at things and help you and read and talk to you without yeah. you using your magical dream blood abilities to reach out to her yeah yeah um yeah and I so like I, I think Solomon goes up to the console like looking at that and just goes shit <laughs> <laughs> my sentiments exactly <laughs> but I might you you know a way to decode okay. this okay that's cool Did, like what kind of do you got like a like a, like a device or something <laughs> I I have help but you're gonna have to trust me cause it's gonna look weird it's gonna look like I'm meditating or pr praying. <laughs> um, I, I just I need a minute to. It's it's complicated, but do you trust me? Um, I've only known you a couple hours, so not in like a big way, but in a way where I don't think you're about to hurt me. Is that is that fair? Is that's that cool? good enough. Cool? That's good enough. Okay. And I think okay. he like steps back to give you space. Okay. I think she's like, okay, if there's any trouble, just shake my shoulder, all right? Yeah. Cool. I guess. Okay. <laughs> all right. So this is a dream blood roll. Yeah. So when you channel the magical power you've trained into your blood, choose whether you act with malice or with compassion and roll the appropriate stat. 
stat. If you roll with malice, you roll plus educated. If you roll with compassion, you roll plus soothe. Uh, on a 10 plus, hold three resource points and spend one for one to cause an effect listed below. On a seven to nine, ask ab as above, but hold two. On a six or less, as above, but hold one, and the MC will make a hard move as normal. Okay, um, so I'm acting with compassion because I'm, this is acting in service of Aira, really, in the long run. I just yeah. need her help to get there. <laughs> um, and so, okay, here we go. 2d6 plus two. 11. Dang. All right, yeah. so you get three hold. So enter the dream of an unconscious person, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess you could probably just hold the other two in case you need them? Right. Yeah, yeah. I have an idea. I don't know if I'll need to spend a hold or not. But, um... So... Yeah, so I get into Aira's mind. Which looks a lot different. What does know? it look like? Well, because you left it looking a lot like Rosewood's temple. Mm-hmm. But just adjusted. It's kind of a log cabin in the middle of a of a of a like a wooded glade uh, and it's snowing kind of perpetually there and there are aurora blossoms which grow year-round on tristful even in the winter popping up through the snow okay so different from then when, when i first found her yes different okay from when you okay first found her. Yeah, yeah 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 i think this looks like you walking out of the forest right like that's what yeah. this is instead of through down a weird down hallway, a hallway instead mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. And I think Aira's sitting on the porch uh, mm -hmm. with, like, like tea in hand. And, like, she sees you and, like, stands up really quick and, like, kind of runs out into the snow to to, to greet you. Mm -hmm. I think and you Aira, like... Oh, sorry. I just give her, like, a huge Aira, hug. Yeah, I think Aira... Aira's 6'2". <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And... Like a six-two Latinx woman with like this crazy big uh, brown hair, and I think she yeah, cause Juniper's not that tall, right? No, she's like five six. Yeah, so yeah, I think Era lifts you off the ground. Uh -uh. She's like, "How are you? I I I haven't seen you today." I know. I'm sorry. I've really missed you. Um, but I'm doing really well. I just. I just made a really big discovery that I think could be huge, but I need your and help. And those guys are gone? Those guys are gone, right? The the Oh, yeah, the, the criminals? The fixers yeah, you, that we hired? Yes. Okay. All right, so they're yes, gone. Yes, don't worry. And where are we now? Yeah, let me back up. Let me back up. <laughs> um, so we're on Sonder, and I... Uh, right. A really sweet kid has been helping me navigate this new ruin. Um, remember, we found one. We found the right. mention of three. Um, right, right. That's that's where we are now, and... Are you what we need so we can go? Because you, you said you, we, we don't... We're not fast. Yeah, we have to be quick, but that's why I need your help. Um, okay. Anything. I managed. I managed to boot up this old empire system. Um, they have this. It's another laboratory where they they built things and they they have a 
really advanced way of making things and I, it might be able to do something for you and but the thing is all of the language on the computers is in old empire language and I'm gonna need your help translating then I'd need to be able to see again did you fix my did you fix my my the body the hollow body I don't really have time for that, but I, I'm hoping I can make you see it in your mind. Like, and this this move Jennifer, I'm referring to is. We already tried this with books. You have to know what. But I know what the symbols look like. I don't know what they mean, but I know what they look like. But what if they're? What if you make a mistake? <sighs> yeah, you're right. Um. This stuff is really dangerous. We've seen that before. Yeah, but it's so urgent. I don't know what else to do. How long do you have? How long before the, the, the winter gets there? I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, two days, maybe less. It's probably not enough time to fix my body, is it? No. Okay, well then, we'll just go to one of the other ones, right? This feels important though. I, I mean, someone's, someone's been here before, they took something or destroyed something, I don't know, but that could happen again and I, if there's something here we need, I don't want to pass up this opportunity. Then we're gonna be here a long time, right? <sighs> Potentially. I mean, you have the ship, so you could stay on the ship though, right? I mean, I've I've been offered an apartment in the it's well, it's not really a city. There's there are options, but do you really think there's no way to do this quickly? We've had such spotty luck with words. Hmm. I suppose you're right. I mean, uh, bright side, I, you can't get out, no one can get in. So it's safe, right? Relatively. I suppose that's true, but I mean, I, I'm not opposed to staying here. It's just, what about the other two? What, what if those are important? What if we need to get to those sooner? We can't be everywhere. If you think this is the one that we need to be at, then we should stay here. You can fix the body and then I can read it. If you think the other ones might be more important, we can go there. That... Well, I don't really know what's most important, but I guess you're right. Are you, are you okay staying here for so long? I mean, it's six months. That's a long you're time to, here. yeah, but that's a long time to stay on a, Faith world planets, they... 
I mean, there's nothing, ugh, there's nothing wrong with faith necessarily. I just, they don't You're worried about the always, seekers. yeah. And, but not even just them, not even that, not even to that extreme, but if they found out, even if just these average followers of the faith, I mean, if they found out that I was a dream blood, I'm not always accepted. They don't like people like me, and that might put me at risk. And if I get rejected or anything like that, I mean, I can't really survive on this planet without the help of the people here. Rosewood was okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess... I guess we'll just have to have faith in the faith. Well, you can do that. I'm just gonna have faith in you. Okay. Okay. You can do this. You can do this. Okay. I'm gonna... In that case, I'm I'm just gonna start working as quickly as I can to get you back. Because it... Frankly, it sucks. <laughs> without you here. I miss you. It's... I miss you too. It's lonely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then you should get going, right? If you're with somebody, you don't want them to suspect anything. Yeah. Don't want to scare the poor kid even more. Uh, no. Probably not. <laughs> but do you need anything? Can I, oh, can I, like, can I do anything to make you more comfortable, give you change of scenery, I don't know. Visit me before the day's over again? I promise. Thanks. Okay. Um, I'll see you soon, okay? She hugs her again. Yeah, I, I think Era doesn't really know how to properly say goodbye right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and really doesn't want to let you go, but knows what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... think and Juniper feels the same. Yeah, I think we see Juniper... I think this time we see you leave from Juniper's... Or from Aira's perspective. Mm-hmm. Which is you, like, fade out. And then she's, like, alone and just sighs really heavily and walks back into the house. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.